Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back with more of the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. It is the post-game show on The Score. We do have Patrick Manley here, and I am Mully, and we are talking things through, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's a great exercise of kind of uh, shared uh, consultation where we can all sort of have our complaints and work them out. It, uh, it makes it easier because that was a really difficult game to watch. There was very little in it that you could hang your hat on, and there was very little in it that made you believe that this was uh, that this team was was heading in the right direction, and we've talked a lot about comparing the ball the Bears to Detroit, and um, you know the the Bears are now closing out their season against the best team in their division. They just uh, they just beat a team that uh, is technically I think they were a tied for second. Maybe they're a game ahead of Green Bay. They play Green Bay. Both those teams are gonna. Be trying to make the the playoffs in the NFC. Um, I, I, you know, I'm more of a Detroit fan than a Packer fan, and maybe, maybe it'd be nice to see them all lose. But uh, but the fact of the matter is that that it is a step up in class with uh, with the Vikings, unless they have nothing to play for, and they uh, they you know. But the Eagles were losing, right? Did they lose that game? So I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, well, right now, I guess Green Bay is up 14-3 on Minnesota, which is interesting. But I just – I said it earlier on the show here. I'm impressed of the way that the Detroit Lions have gone 1-6 to going to, what, 7-2 and two in the last yep. nine games. I mean, that yep. says a lot about that young staff, that young uh, talent there, and stepping up. Jared Goff is playing excellent. I don't know how much it was Jared Goff today or the Bears' defense. Um, yeah, but it's going to be it's, it's going to be a great game next week for those two to go at it. But the thing about today, Molly, it was embarrassing – it was depressing to watch, but here I'm spinning everything to the positive, right? It's almost over. That, <laughs> the season is almost that's over. The, that's another that's positive thought thing. about this yeah. season. It's almost over, and then we get to Ryan Pohl's season, and we'll get to enjoy, you know, all the talk about that, and hopefully some great decisions that he makes. 
All right, let's get uh, let's get back to the uh, telephone lines. Alex is listening in Green Bay. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing good, guys. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's painful living here. It's it's it sucks, <laughs> you know, especially when the Bears play like this. And you know, I got to go into work tomorrow and just hear all the garbage. I hate it. It's I've never been one of these guys that's like it's okay these moral victory Mondays because we put up 30 points and lost. I was never one of those guys. Losing is losing, and it sucks. Um, as far as, like, putting fields up and not playing fields, if if you don't put fields in next week, that stadium's going to be empty. He's the only thing worth watching. I mean, Tevin Jenkins, I was excited about that guy. He can't stay healthy. Braxton Jones, preseason, yeah. I was excited with him. He can't stay. Keep guys off of fields. I mean, we got so much work to do, and everybody's talking about, oh, well, it's hopefully, hopefully Houston will win and we'll get the first overall pick. We could have that first overall pick, and we'd still be bad. There's so many holes on that team. The, I, Ryan Poles didn't even hire hire Eberflus, so I wonder how long that marriage can live like this. And maybe you know, you guys say fair things. I try to be positive. You know, he doesn't have what, a lot of talent. Why, why do you say but, Poles didn't hire uh, Eberflus? Well, he he Poles came on, and Eberflus was already in place. No, 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 he was, no, no, no. Poles hired Eberflus. Mm-hmm. Now they were both, you know, they were both, um, they both employed the same agent in Trace Armstrong, so you could say that that he influenced it. But no, uh, Poles was on first, and he did hire the the coach, and they sat down. He, I believe, he met with a couple of guys, mm-hmm. right? They they had already started the process, and then he went ahead and hired Eberflus. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that that's a good marriage right there to get started to keep everything cohesive. You know, we're not we're not having. Uh, Jerry Angelo, Phil Emery situation, firing Levy and bringing somebody else in. I, this, right. this to me, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But Alex is right. There are just so many holes to fill. And then who was the yeah. other ca- caller earlier? Josh, the Mr. Negative. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> you know, was yeah, awesome. it's gonna, it's gonna take a while to, to fill all those holes and to find generational talent to make this Bears team not have a ten game losing streak. I mean, it's just, it's gonna take a long time to build this team up, and it's unfortunate. I think we're gonna have to preach patience again next year. But I think there's going to be a lot more excitement because you got Justin Fields in his third year. You've got, you know, you'll have some more young talent. You've have some guys coming back from injury, hopefully, and and can play like Eddie Jackson was having a great year until he went down with his his foot in injury, unfortunately. So, um, do you keep him around and, and can he play like he did this year? And it's just, but they still have a lot of holes to fill, and it's going to take, take some time. Yes, uh, it is definitely going to take some time, and I, you know, I think that it's important to remember. That, that we are at a point right now in the program where we don't even know where the holes are because they, they, they you could argue they're still kind of in the teardown. They're still determining what they have here before they start the rebuild at some point in the offseason. And, you know, that's why this game is interesting from the perspectives of, uh, of somebody like uh, Tevin Jenkins. You know, is he not what you thought he was developing into? Um, you know, the greatest ability availability. Mm-hmm. So when you when you look at a, a Braxton Jones, did they think that they had done enough to fix that spot? I guarantee you they haven't, and they got to get that fixed. That is a huge, huge problem. you got to have that done. Doesn't mean the guy can't play. Doesn't mean the guy can't be on the team, but it means he might not be a starter, and, uh, and that might have been ambitious or just kind of desperate to have him out there all year. So I think – when you finally get to the end of the year and you go back and you make determinations on all these guys, they could be different than the ones you thought you were making earlier in right, the year. Right. Well, you just look at last year, right? He went for Larry Ogunjobi. Like, you're trying to figure out what does he value most 
on a team? What what can he is he going to start building with? Well, they went after him in free agency. What does that change? Is it not going to be the three technique again this year because of the way the season's gone? Maybe he values a receiver more for Justin Fields. Maybe he values O lineman for Justin Fields over that three technique. So those are the questions that are going to be interesting to to, to follow. Of or the the thoughts that are going to be interesting to follow about Ryan Poles and what he values for this team after seeing it completely torn down like it is. Let's try Joe. Joe is in Antioch. Hey, Joe. Uh, Happy New Year, fellas. Thanks for taking a call. Um, Happy New Year. I'm just – I'm 61 years old. I've been a – I bleed navy blue and orange to my core. But this is just – I mean, I understand what they were trying to do, and I agreed with it, but this team is at this point totally – uncompetitive they're not even competitive it's embarrassing when i see guys who supposedly are professional athletes don't even know how to apparently take proper pursuit angles don't break down and deliver a blow don't take they don't break down to 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 stop the man who's attempting to block there's so many problems with lack of fundamentals and lack of effort on this team, it points to coaching, and worse yet, it points also to the general manager and his decision in his coaching hires. So, yes, I certainly hope there will be changes in the coaching staff. And, oh, by the way, not to be totally negative, but I am in construction management, and since the Bears haven't even formally totally acquired, completed the acquisition of the land yet they can't even begin to to start the uh permitting process the idea that they're going to have a stadium up in five years they're not going to have a stadium up in arlington heights or anywhere else in less than seven because the lead times in construction industry to get materials and specific um you know like your generators your physical heating plant and your electrics you're talking four to five years minimum, and closer to six to seven. So, gentlemen, I think we're further behind than we ever were before, and I hate to say that because I, I this this is just pathetic. The Chicago Bears are pathetic, and it really just hurts me to my core. Thanks, gentlemen. Have Thank a you, good Joe. Day. And I'm thanks, sorry to thanks. be negative. Not at all. Thanks very no, let's much. Let's be positive. I, it's almost over. Yeah. You know, <laughs> i got to tell you, I, I, I think Joe makes a couple of really good mm-hmm. points there. Uh, not the least of which, I wonder, Patrick, you know, we've watched these games all year long and talked about them after the game. And for the most part, they have included Justin Fields starting to make these wow plays late in the game. Justin Fields getting them into the game. The Bears barely losing some of these games. What we saw today was a bloodbath. That was a lopsided so. route. And I just wonder, Ed, we've been seeing that all along would this still be the same? You know, we're seeing people respond mad about what they wasted their time watching today. Right, right. And, and, and you know, the other games, we, after the post game, it would be the moral victory, right? We saw a little yes. bit of development here. All right, they played well. It was competitive. It was entertaining to watch. Justin Fields did this. This happened. We were close. But they lost. Okay, fun. But today, when you put all that bad out there and it's embarrassing and depressing as it is, I, I understand these calls. And that's the way I feel about it, too. And, you know, Joe was talking about, those guys with bad tackling, bad angles, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's 
That's not what it was. It's a lack of talent. I mean, you've, you've got backups, third stringers, four stringers all out there, and that's what happens, and that's why they're second, third, and fourth stringers. It's not that, you know, that, that their fundamentals are – they just can't do it right. They can't get it done. That's why they're down the depth chart. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it was more like a preseason game and a, and a preseason type of lineup than it has been all year long. It, it's That's just the reality of where the team is at this point in the season with the injuries they've had. And a lot of the of the good players, there there aren't a lot of, like, really good players on the Bears, but a lot of those guys are gone. You know, when you, when you already have traded away your best defensive lineman and your best linebacker, and then you lose your best safety, and then your best corner goes down. I mean, this, this is kind of what happens when you're bereft of talent. It, it's just they, they – you know, the disappointing thing, I think, was the, de- the offense much more so than the defense because we had no hope on, the, on defense. We didn't believe the True. defense was going to do anything. We didn't – you know, what a miracle. They managed to get a couple sacks on the defensive line. But – I don't think we thought ever that uh, that the, that this this imposing dominant Detroit defense was going to shut down the Bears. And and in fact, when they opened the game and Justin Fields is running crazy, I thought, wow, you know, he's going to be able to do that all game. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a shootout. That's that's what I thought. And then you know, I said earlier in the beginning of this uh, post game show, Detroit was 27th in total sacks in the NFL with. 30, I think. The Bears, I think, at 18, which tells you how sad that is. But they had seven today against that offensive line. Justin Fields couldn't do anything. And you're right. That first series, I'm like, all right, we got a shootout. Yeah. This is going to be a 30-30 to 30 game or something like it was the first time. But that offense, you're right. That The most disappointing part of this game, as we've talked through this, is not the defense because you expect that. And the Lions have a pretty good offense. They've been, they've been rolling the last, you know, eight, nine weeks. But the, our offense was just that, – that was embarrassing. I mean, the offensive line, that those meetings, oh, man. Those are the worst things to be in. It's so hard for the coach to coach. You're looking at each other. Your head's down. They just, you know, it, it's going to be a bad day for them. And they played terrible. I know they had two guys go out. Um, but still, some of those guys have, have played football. Dieter Iceland's maybe the only one that really hasn't played much football. Right. But the guys have played football, and you expect more out of them going against a defense that the Lions were. I mean, they were the 32nd-ranked defense in in the NFL. And that's just that's embarrassing to put up 10 points and play that bad and what have 30 passing yards in, in an effort against those guys. All right, we've uh, we've had a lot of people calling, wondering why Fields was left uh, in the game. Why didn't they take him out of the game, given the the amount of damage that seemed to be uh, happening in the in the sacks and all the rest of it? Apparently, uh, your guy uh, Matt Eberflus uh, addressed that in the post game, and let's take a listen. No, it, it is important. It's important for us to be able to do that. You know, going forward, you know, this last game, you know, that's. Again, that's why, you know, late into the game, we kept Justin in there, you know, because we want to get the game experience. You can't, you can't really get that anywhere else. So that's why we decided as a staff, and we decided as working with Justin, he said, man, I, I want to be in there. Credit to him. He's like, man, coach, I'm still going out there. I want to be able to operate in his toughness and his grit. He wants to go out there and compete. And uh, so that's what we did. That's exactly what the reason they gave us during the week for mm-hmm. continuing to play him, I believe it. It was from uh, Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, and that is exactly what uh, – that's a consistent response from Eberflus. I don't know if you agree with it or not, Patrick, but that is their explanation of it. No, I, I get it. I mean, as a player, not what I love is hearing Justin Fields saying, no, he wants to stay in. So they must have discussed it, obviously, and that it might have been potentially happening um, if, if he's saying that you know he wanted to stay in. But my question is, 
was that an experience? What experience is that that he got? I mean, that was that 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 second half was atrocious, especially third and fourth quarter. That what is he learning while he's in there? While there's no protection, nobody getting open. Um, it is valuable time to be in there, but like I said, I would not have been opposed to the coach saying something different at the post at the podium after the game, saying, "Oh, we took him out just because there's really no need for him to be out there." I kind of see it both ways. Yeah. I love that Justin Fields wants to be out there and playing, but I wouldn't have had a problem if they pulled him just because how ugly that was for him. You know, you could you could also tell the truth. We took him out because we couldn't protect him. Because sure. things got out of control, yeah. we were too far behind, and we weren't able to run anymore, so we wanted to protect him. Yeah. And the only way we could do that is to, by putting him on the sideline because we couldn't do it when Which he was behind sad. setter. Which is sad. That's got to hurt the O-line to, to hear that. That's sad. That's, that's tough. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not attacking the O line. I just think that's the reason you take them out. Sure, no, is if yeah. you felt, you know, nothing we can no, do. I'll, here. I'll attack the O line. They played bad. They know yeah. they did. They they know they yeah. did. That was, I mean, seven sacks is, is that's an embarrassment as well. And that's 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 a tough day at the office, as you, as you as people say. Let's try Mark. Mark's in El Paso. Hey, Mark. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Happy New Year. Same to you. Hey, uh, you know. Uh, I'm out in El Paso here and uh, grew up on the south side, seen decades of the Bears. You know, we all talk about how good the players are or they're not or management or the owners. And, you know, but for me, this game was about coaching. And, you know, what, what did the coaches do to prepare this team for this game? I mean, the talent didn't change from last week. It hasn't changed from weeks. We know what it is. So what did the coaches do this week that didn't prepare them? And then in-game, there were so many mistakes and so many errors. We pick the name, pick the position. Where's the accountability to yank somebody out of the game and put in somebody else to just <laughs> – Who are you going to put in, though? Yeah, idea. well, that's the problem. That's the problem that's right the problem. there, Mark. I mean, who are you going to put in? And I know. I, I understand what you're I saying know. about the coaches and the preparation, but – you got to think about the talent they're working with. But a game like this, too, when you lose 41-10, to 10, that's on everybody. That's not on the players. Yeah. That's not on the coaches. That's, that's an organization that needs to look at each other, and they do, and I'm sure they will, and say, man, we were all terrible today. But you know, you, listen, my- the, the other thing is we talked about it. That, that is a hostile environment. That is a team. You know, Patrick's mentioned it a couple of times. you got to give them credit. They started one in six, and then they've turned around – uh, they've turned around and uh, and they've uh, and they've turned their season around and now they're they're going into the final game of the year with a chance to actually make the playoffs. So I I think that their city was pretty fired up. I think they got a crowd out there and everybody was, you know, you're you're just under siege and you can't hear each other and you're uncertain in what you're doing. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons this thing went wrong. But I think the main reason is they just didn't have enough talent. And if they had anybody sitting next to them on the sideline, they would have put them in. I think that's, I think that's the best team they have. And I think that's why they weren't trying to pull people out because they had no one to put in. Yeah, yeah. And that's to give Detroit more credit, which is I don't like doing, but you, you kind of have to because what they've done, that's a sign of a good team, what they have done, that they took care of the Bears the way they did. When you go against a team that is just outmanned like that, you're supposed to go in and kick their butt, and they did. So I, 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 right now the Lions got everything rolling. It's amazing though that they lost to the after seeing what I did today and seeing the tape against the um, Carolina Panthers uh, last week. 
they really bounced back. So that says a lot about their team as well. But what they did to the Bears is the sign of a good team when you just put them away the way they did. Let's try Daryl. He's in Cal City. Hey, Daryl. Hey, guys. How are you all doing? Good. Real good, bud. Good, good, good. And happy new year. I, I really want to echo, um, echo the sentiment, I'm sorry, um, that you guys um, had. And my observation of the game um, and thinking about what you said also, um, Pat, was that, you know, there there is no next man up for the Bears. It almost seems as though their game plan in the second half was just to make it happen. It felt very water boyish to me. You know, it's, you know, just go out there, and if you can make a big play, make a big play. If you can't, you know, try to keep yourself from getting hurt because our line can't protect you. We don't have receivers that can create separation. Um, and our best, our best catching option has to block for you, and that's a tight end. And, you know, so it's – it's it, it's really demoralizing. That said, I do see the I do see the light at the end of the tunnel. But like you guys said too, drafts are um, are not a perfect science, you know. So you got to really do everything to try to get everything going, you know. But but that's what that's what I observed. I, it, it's definitely a team piece. But I think that that second half, it almost is, it was almost as if um, they told Justin to just basically you know hey go stand in the sandlot, draw a couple of plays, and if you can make it great. But if not. You know, we'll be okay long as you don't get hurt. It felt that way. It felt that way, and you're, you're true. It's, it's true about the talent. I just had to bring up the. Uh, this is how bad it is. Bring up the Chicago Bears depth chart again. I'm supposed to be an expert. I'm looking at the DBs and the names. AJ Thomas. I forgot he was in there. While while, while Daryl was talking, I'm like, wait, who was the DB that, that broke up a pass? And there was another. Was there uh, uh, Harrison Hand? Didn't know he was yeah. on the roster. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you got you know Jalen Jones. Unfortunately, got injured as well. So then right. you got you know Josh Blackwell who came in from Philly. You got two rookies in Brisker and Gordon, Elijah Hicks, another rookie, Breon Borders, Greg Stroman. I don't even know who these guys are, and that's how bad it is for them right now. They're playing with yeah. guys that you know don't know the system, that have come in from other teams, and haven't played at all this year. Brought to you by Google, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no, but that's so how bad it is, Molly. That is. I'm supposed to be a Bears expert, and I have to pull up the roster here in Week 17 to figure out who some of these guys are. That's how deep they are down the de- depth chart. And then down in just free agency out there, you know, sitting at home, bringing guys in for practice squad and moving them up. Wow. All right. We're going to uh, get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. It is the postgame show on the score. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We're back with more of the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, yes, indeed, it's the postgame show. And, uh, you know, the, it, it, one of the things I was thinking about um, as I was – attempting to watch the game and, and being uh, mentally disturbed doing so, uh, Patrick, is I was thinking about our conversation about um, uh, about the president of the team and how you go about dealing with uh, you know the president, with the general manager, and he's going to report to him. And it occurred to me that when Ryan Pace was hired, George McCaskey and Ted Phillips gave him seven years, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can argue, and you know, they probably were uh, careful with COVID, whatever. They, they understood the difficulty at that point in the program. But you could argue that he didn't deserve to be here as long as he was. And it just made me wonder, after talking to Dan Pompey in the pregame and talking about Kevin Warren and, and whether he wanted the job, would he take it? And, and uh, I guess he's the reported favorite uh, to be the new team president. If, if he might grow – more impatient with uh, with not winning in a timely fashion and whether that would change the timetable. You know, you figure uh, Ryan Pohl's pretty much the same age that Ryan Pace was when he came into the job. Young guys, you want to grow with a guy, you want to give him opportunity. But at the same time, if things change, it, not necessarily in ownership, but in team structure – does that mean the timetable shifts and changes for a guy that uh, like Ryan Poles? That, that's a great question because you bring in a new president. He's going to be in charge of everything. He's going to be doing the hiring and firing with George McCaskey like Ted Phillips was. And if you miss this year on draft picks, you miss this year on high-priced free agents, does that move you out of the door quickly? And you're right about the seven years of Ryan Pace. I think that was – I think I've given my opinion that was too long. But do you move on quicker from – does he have a right. shorter leash because it's not his guy? If it's Kevin Warren or whoever the president is, isn't that, that's the man in charge. Does he not like the way Ryan Poles is going about it? Does he make that change sooner? That's a, that's a great question because we all have talked about how important this offseason is in the draft and free agency. But if you miss on some of these big price tag free agents, that sets you back as well. Because I'm sure he's going to go right. out there and swing at something, right? He's got he's got to. He's got all that money. You've got to fill the cap with something. And if you miss on that – is that a fireable offense earlier? You know what I mean? That's that's a great point. That's it. And, and, you know, the reality of free agency in any sport, definitely in the NFL, is that you are using it to make up for mistakes in the draft or you're using it to make up for a position you failed to get right. In other words, you're, you're, you're shopping on Michigan Avenue for something that you might have been able to get at the mall, but now you got to go – fill it with the premier, most costly uh, uh, thing that you can find. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I like that one. It makes I obviously sense. have never shopped on Michigan <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. No, that's a great analogy. I, it's, it's true. I mean, that's just – it's. but that can also set your franchise back. Look at Detroit. What exactly. they did. What, I mean, they didn't yeah. – you know, they traded for him, but you, you get a guy that's, you know, killing your cap and he doesn't produce, then that's that just – that hurts the rest of the roster. Then you're hopefully – hoping you can draft well or do draft well with those contracts. 
no 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 doubt about that fact. Let's try Mark. He's in Evanston. Hey, Mark. Good afternoon, fellas. I, I had one quick question for Patrick. Patrick, by the way, thank you for your illustrious career and your dedication to our team. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask you regarding the coaching thing. They lost to the Lions by one point, what, two, three weeks ago? And how is there a 30-point differential if the coaches did their job? I, I, I'm just blown away by that, that we gave up 10 more points and we scored 20 less points, a 30-point differential, and you had game film. <laughs> how did that happen? Lack of talent, lack of talent, lack of talent, lack of talent, and Detroit has gotten better. They truly have. They've developed some of their young players. Aiden Hutchinson had another great game. Uh, the the yeah, other D, uh, Houston, uh, the the guy they brought up has yeah. seven sacks in the last six weeks or whatever it is. You know they they've developed some of their young talent. They've gotten better. That's the problem. The Bears have gotten worse, partly because of injuries, but yeah. Detroit has just gotten better. That's why I, that's why I gave him credit earlier in the show that I'm impressed of what they've done. You start one and six, it can easily go down, and they didn't do it. Dan Campbell didn't do it, and guys have gotten better on that team. They've gotten healthy with. You know, the receivers and, and uh, Jamal Williams having a great year. And Jared Goff, you got to give him credit as well. Should he be a, should he have been a pro bowler? You know, he's, he's had a really good year. So I, I think that's why. Teams, as the season goes along, they either get better or worse. And, but, but, and the Bears have gotten worse, and that's because of talent. That's not because of coaching, I don't think. And then the Lions have gotten better because of talent, and then they're, they're buying into Dan Campbell and some of those coaches. They, they you know, they had a ton of um, uh, of uh, – carries and and uh, they worked Williams really well DeAndre Swift had a big game he did he, he was very good and he had 78 yards on just 11 carries with a touchdown so I think that they they seem to have the thunder and lightning thing going in the running again it's easy to run against the Bears it's yeah. hard to sit here to, you know to answer that question I think there's you're already compromised with the talent deficiency and then you suffer these injuries you could have held street tryouts and gotten a team. I'm not saying to be better than the one the Bears fielded, but it would be similar. Let's put it that way. It, it's not like you. It, it's, there's just not a great difference between the last guys on this roster and the and the best guys on the street. No, that's 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 a fair point, and I think it's a true statement. It's tough stuff. Tough reality. Yes, is. Dan is in DeKalb. Hey, Dan. Hey. Hey guys, happy New Year to you and yours. But um, you know, like you guys have been stealing my thunder. It's been like pretty good, pretty good stuff today. I think. I'm sorry, Dan. We're having a technical issue uh, with your line. Um, one of the things that Dan wanted to say is that he feels that the, the the job this year was to develop the quarterback, and he's seen development from the quarterback, mm-hmm. so he's not going to complain about the coaching. And and you know, I think it's fascinating that you look at at the Green Bay coaches that left, and you got one guy goes to Denver, Mm. gets a head coaching job, and winds up fired. You have another guy that goes to Chicago, gets an offensive coordinator job, and we're talking about how long you're going to be able to keep him because he's done such a good job, even though the offense is terrible. (laughs) And he's right, though. Dan, the the caller's right. It is about Justin Fields' development. And unfortunately, you know, we go back to maybe talking about taking him out or not taking him out. As that game went along and how ugly it got, I don't know how much more development you get by playing in that. Right. You know what I mean? So, I, I, I again, like I said, I would have no problem with taking them out. I'm 
I've been a proponent of saying you stay in all the time and get as many reps as possible, but what kind of experience are you getting from that game? It's just an ugly game. It's a trash game at the end. Um, but, yeah, Luke Gutsy, I think I've seen enough. Let me ask you this, Molly. Have you seen enough growth from Justin Fields from week one to where we are now to feel comfortable about his future and maybe what he can be in even yeah, I, even a farther future with 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 his with his skill set. I, I think he's I think he's an extraordinary player, and I think that you know he's electric when he takes off with the ball, and I think that fuels a lot of his game. He's got a ways to go as a passer, yes. and it, it's difficult to determine how far because you know he quite often is not protected, and and you don't feel like every time he throws a ball, his receiver is going to go and get it right, and I think that's. That's a difficulty. The the um, the difference between the two offenses today, it felt as if the Bears couldn't cover anything. It felt as if guys were just wide open, you know. And and I get it. It's they're playing to cover two, and the corner is there, and he's handing them off to a safety, and the safety's not there. So a guy is like wide open, right. and it, that happened far too often. It was just it was very difficult. And and yet we know that they're down so many players. It's hard to imagine, uh, you know, how that wouldn't be the case. So I I think we're we saw some real problems with uh, talent deficiency, I, and I think that Justin Fields, you know, even if all well, the receivers were back, I I think they targeted Chase Claypool once today, and he had no receptions. Um, so that at least they threw one pass to him. The idea that he's upset and, and that he was on the sidelines upset. I, That's going to be I, interesting. I, I want to I hear yeah, about that. I want to hear what I he has too. to say about that. And I didn't, I didn't see it, um, but you don't want that. That's the one thing that we haven't had no. happen to this team. And that's when you know a team's fractured when you have guys doing that during a situation like this. You saw it, and we mentioned the Broncos. Well, Nathaniel Hackett, you got linemen screaming at quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. And that's, exactly. that means you have a major problem. And, I'm hoping that's not who Chase Claypool is. Maybe it's just frustration of – just real frustration and not at somebody and causing an issue amongst this young team. We just don't need that. And But I wonder, Patrick, if the pressure is on him as much as it's on anyone else. That's a good point. That he, Maybe you know he wants the ball. He wants to yeah. produce yeah. and be the guy, and he's not getting it. But a lot of that falls on the offensive line, not protecting Justin Fields. Um, is Justin Fields not making the right read? Um, I just, I, I'm unfortunate. It's unfortunate to hear he acted that way. Um, but you know, that that's receivers too. They're, they're, they're quote unquote divas and they want the ball and there's only one ball to go around, but it will be interesting to see what comes of that. All right. We're going to keep at it. We're going to get back to the phone lines. Three, one, two, six, 44, 67, 67. You're listening to the post game show on the score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You know, anytime I get to play this game, I don't take it for granted. Anytime I get to play, I want to be out there no matter who, you know, who it's with. And, you know, the fact that I know that my guys are fighting for me and they know that I'm fighting for them, that's the, all the motivation I need. So 
to be honest with you, I don't care what the scoreboard is. If I have the chance to go out there and play, I'm going to do it every time, and I'm going to play my hardest. So, yeah, there is you know, full desire to play. It's the post-game show here on The Score. That is the voice of QB1. That is Justin Fields, and the guy never disappoints. I love hearing him talk about the game and about himself, and I love hearing him talk about his competitiveness, Patrick. And, it, you know, it's exactly what we heard Matt Eberflus say earlier. The, the guy wanted to stay in the game. And uh, and he says he always wants to stay in the game, and I believe him. No, and I love it. You know, that's, that's what I figured he would say. But sometimes coaches have to step in to save the player, to save the franchise. To you know, maybe that's part of the development is getting him out of there so he's not in that situation. So, like I said earlier, I had no problem if they made that decision. But what a coach can do is say that's on me. I feel like it's best for him. It's best for the organization to take him out if they did that. But again. Him talking like that, he just sounds like a leader. Sounds like guys love him in that locker room. I, I know that for a fact they do. Um, but he's saying all the right things. And I, I love that he wants to compete. But sometimes coaches, they have to step in for the player. Let's uh, let's get to Dan and DeKalb. We have him back, and we've cleaned up the audio. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. Happy New Year's to you and yours. And, uh, you know, you guys kind of been seeing my thunder. You guys have been, like, on fire today. I think that when you this game is obviously – one that you definitely get a little agitated with. And I think overall, speaking season-wise, as, as we're at the end now with one more game left and, you know, obviously eliminated, I compare my expectations of what I wanted at the beginning of the year and what the reality was at the end of the year. And I said, listen, this team isn't good. They weren't, you know, signing. They were in cap trouble. They were obviously not drafting a lot. They didn't have the draft picks. They didn't didn't have a lot to build with and and this is kind of the result that that void of talent and and worse yet they did get hit with the injury bug and and they shut down you know probably starters that might have made a difference here might have is you know the best way to put it because I mean again they don't have a lot of talent to begin with and that's where I have to like I don't get mad the losses are frustrating and yes they're a concern but this year, we knew as as intelligent fans that they were not going to be a competitive team. They were not in the same spot that the New York Giants were. They were not in the same spot that the Minnesota Vikings were. It's just unrealistic to say that they were. It, it, but, like, I think the, the silver lining on it is that you did see the most important thing, the development of Justin Fields. You know what you have going into the draft. So that's why it's become so important to have that draft position. And I agree with you, Patrick, that you take that and you use it to your advantage and get more bodies because you have you have such a deficiency in talent. You have to, you know, like you have to figure out what's the best draft strategy. Do we draft best position available or do we try to fill it with more guys that make a difference like the kid from Northwestern or do you – or do you – you also have to look at, like you said earlier, too, with uh, free agency, you're going to have to use that to fill those holes that where the previous, you know, regimes did miss on. And they're, they're going to have to come in and make a difference. I think that you look at free agency and you look at the positions that are available, which ones are the best? Like if there's a three technique out there that can make a difference instantaneously, you have to make that a priority, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I, I uh, thanks for the call, Dan. 
Uh, Patrick, I look forward to some of these off-season arguments, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if – I can't if, wait. <laughs> if you – I honestly, I think it's – yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be really interesting to determine if, if you really think that Will Anderson is mm-hmm. Hall of Fame material. If you think he's got that possibility, do you draft him? You know, much as you need everything, do you do you trade down with that pick where you could get a guy like that? Or, you know, we heard Flusi say this week that the engine that makes it all go is the three technique. Does that mean Jalen Carter should be your guy? Like, I, I just – I'm very curious to, to wait and see how the entire – draft process works out and then we get to look at these players and deter you know they'll be they'll be quarterbacks created that don't currently exist or guys that you didn't think and I don't know who it is but they'll be like uh Anthony Richardson or somebody that all of a sudden should go third like mm-hmm. wait a minute yeah, how that, did that happen you sure. know it's the the Justin Fields draft right did anyone see Zach Wilson emerging as the number two guy to Trevor Lawrence and then Trey Lance showing up. These things happen in drafts like nowhere else in the world. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to breaking down the tape and just seeing, you know, now that you know where they're slotted. Last year they've been in the second round. It's just a whole lot of tape. You don't know who's going to fall down there. But to get the top 10, 15 guys and watch their tape and see what really fits this organization, are they that player? Like you said, are they one that comes in and that's a Hall of Famer? You know, that's that's the big thing. If you could guarantee me that pick is going to be a Hall of Famer, you obviously take him, right? That's a generational, yes. that's a game changer, that's a game plan changer. I talk about that all the time, but there's no guarantees. So it's, it is going to be fun to talk about, but then first coming up, right, is, is free agency. What does he do in free yes. agency? So then what yep. holes are, are still left from free agency? So it's just going to be, it's going to be a fascinating time here in Chicago to see what, I mean, I mean how many times are people going to say the name Ryan Poles from, from, from January, from, oh, from yeah. the day on? You know what I mean? That's just... It's going to be a lot of fun, and I look forward to following it and studying up on it and finding out who uh, the Bears pick. And, and I just, you know, like I said, my fingers are crossed that he gets it right, and hopefully Ryan Poles is the right man. And, and I mean, the reality is that these things have to kind of work in unison, and they should have right now a pretty good idea of where the depth in the draft is. Yes. In other words, if you are short in a different position and you go into free agency, that's maybe one where you're willing to spend more money because you're not going to be able to answer it in the draft. They're just There's a lot of things that you need to know, and it's, it's, they've been working on that since they got here. Yeah, yeah, it's just it, that's that's your hope in this new staff. That hopefully they're all stars. Hopefully there's a bunch of young guys yeah. in there that he's got with them that they know what they're doing. But the last few have not. And what means what right. what, what 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 makes us certain that Ryan, uh, that Ryan Pace that that George McCaskey and Ted Phillips got it right this time? You know, we're, we're not certain. That's what I think also makes it interesting for this offseason to see what he does because the last few GMs have not gotten it right. Yeah, their track record doesn't make you as uh, as kind of excited as it should no it doesn't let's it, try it doesn't. i'm just being honest i know i'm, I'm with you that's case, what's that's but... what scares me that really scares yeah. me. yeah let's try herschel herschel's in lincoln park hey herschel brother how you doing good happy good. uh new year hey sam and you brother hey hey pat how you doing brother i'm good my happy dog's one Hey, you know, I feel you, bro. I was, I'm, I'm you know, hey, Herschel Walker, baby. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the old Herschel Walker, not Herschel Walker. Oh, I got kind of weird on now. <laughs> the yeah. football player. But, but right, it's right, right, right. But anyway, so I, I, I couldn't stand it. I had to call it a day. I was going to call it tomorrow. I had, I couldn't do it. I couldn't wait. So, 
uh, first of all, shout out to our guy, David Hall. We love you, bro. Wherever you are in the world, we love you. Get your butt back here tomorrow morning early. <laughs> um, number two, I got three points. One, Patrick, please do us a favor for Chicago. Stand up and keep these people calm because these people are emotional. Our fans are emotional. And you've been here for 16 years. You, you've been through multiple regimes. So you know the ins and outs of what goes on and what from scratch to, to, to full pizza or whatever. But hold on, hold on, Herschel. So I, I, think, I think the Bears fans have been pretty calm this entire year. I think just okay, seeing I'm the sorry. butt I'm kicking today. Okay, okay, just that—that's a butt kicking. That's hard to see, especially when yeah, you lose that many because games. Because of what happened today. Yeah. Like I'm going into every bear. I believe orange and blue, and I believe blue and orange because I'm from New York. You know what I'm saying? I went to school there, obviously, right? So my thing is, people need to half the people that's calling in probably never played football in their lives, and so my point is, they need to understand that these players that that we have now. I, I would say over fifty percent of them won't even be on our team next year. You, you know what I mean? So with that being said. Give it a give it a break. Just like be patient. Just just just. I get it that it was a blowout. It's a heartbreaking loss, and it's completely heartbreaking. I I get it. But the thing is, it's not going to be this bad next year. I mean, it's not going to be that great, but it's going to be a I lot better than it is this year. <laughs> well, right. But I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that. I think Ibrahimovic can coach. I think Luke Getzey can coach. The defensive coordinator, I don't know. But the point is, said it every day since you've been on the radio. It's talent. We don't have it. We, we, we got players on our team I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, tell these people it's going to be okay and just wait till next year. Today showed me one thing, and I'm, and I'm done after this. Today showed me one thing that, yes, I want that guy from Georgia to come or Alabama, more so Georgia. But the thing is, though, we need so many holes, uh, plugs, that we need to just trade down and get multiple picks in the draft this year right. instead of going after right. that one guy. We can probably get a D, a, a D tackle and probably the 16th or 15th pick or whatever. That can be pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I got to say. And God bless y'all, and Happy New Year, and I love you guys. Be safe. Bless you, Herschel. Thanks, Thank Herschel. you very much. You're the, you're the one keeping everybody calm. I appreciate it. I just I don't need to speak anymore. I can just <laughs> have Herschel come on and keep everybody calm. I love it. Uh, Rich is in Old Town. Hey, Rich. Everybody come, I guess. I was going to say to you guys, you guys deserve kudos. Having to come on the post-game show, kind of sloughing through this last eight to ten weeks, it's kind of like, and I want to be positive, one of my New Year's resolutions along those lines is to kind of look for some bright spots. And I've got a few. And this is going to sound like a Matt Nagy press conference about uh, trying to, uh, to be positive about some horrible things, but Here's a couple of things to think about, and I'm I'm playing Matt Nagy, okay, so don't lay this on me. We've got two league leaders. Justin Fields now leads the league in sacks, and our punter leads the league in net punting yards. And the third thing, this is going to be a Matt Nagy. How about this one? We're uh, we're only zero one this year. Oh, that's a positive <laughs> spin. I like it. See, that's why I thought they yeah. were going to win today because it was a new year. But we got right. to talk about yeah. Trenton Gill real quick. He has had a heck of a year. That is a positive. That is a rookie who's yes. developed into. I don't call him a weapon yet, but he's he is very good. I think he's going to have a long career in this league, and it's great to have a punter that you don't have to pay a million dollars to right now, or two million, or whatever some of these guys are making, because that can help you out in other positions. And you've got this guy for four or five years like this, which is which is great. And I'm I'm, I'm happy he's here, and he's he's turned into a good punter. He's a, turned into a really good specialist in the NFL in one year. 
Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. And, and usually when you draft one, you know, you should be right on them because there is a there is a larger group of punters than there are positions for them. So I think that is one area where it's important. you got to be right about your kicker. you got to be right about your draft picks. But when you're using them on specialists, you better be right, period, yeah. end of story. Sure. And, exactly. and I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, kudos to them. I consider him a plus for them. But I, I do think that, um, you know, it's just the reality of the NFL that you're not going to be right about every pick you take. That That's just a serious problem that all draft Knicks face. Um, but you got to be, you got to be more right than wrong on these. And, and I, I'm not sure. I think the guy's been fine. I'm just not sure I'm giving them all the credit for that, right? right I think that Jaquan Brisker was really good. I don't know about Gordon. He's working out some some stuff. Hopefully he'll be good moving forward, right? Phelous mm-hmm. Jones, jury's out. I, I would say the jury is, uh, you know, more likely to convict than to, uh, you know, release. But uh, but I, I, I'd be curious to see how that works out. He's going to be back here. You know, you go down – you know, a fifth-round pick on a guy who played left tackle all year is really good, regardless of how awful he was today. I just don't know that he is the answer moving forward. Right. I think he should be on the team, and I think that that experience will help him, and he has to get in the weight room, and he has to improve. And maybe by the you know by two or three years, he's real good. But he's not good enough now. Um, but fair whack to him for, for you know picking a guy like that. And they, they believe they are looking for a different type of – of uh, of of linemen than other teams are, and maybe that's one of the ways they plan on getting better, and maybe that's one of the reasons they were willing to trade down as much as they did. But you know, again, they got they got all these guys in the bottom hundred players of a draft. You kind of need the top hundred players of a draft. They they need they need more talent, more talent, more talent, and that is through every market, right? Sign guys, trade guys, mm-hmm. you know, figure out a way to improve in every single market available to you. Yeah, and then I just want to talk about development real quick. And some of those names you talked about, the young yeah. guys, Jaquan Brisker was having a darn good rookie year. And then the last couple of weeks, it just seems like he slipped a little bit. I don't know. The rookie wall is real. I'll tell you that. The rookie, when you get mm-hmm. these late games, you're, you're spinning. You just still can't believe you're playing real meaningful football at this time. Uh, so that is difficult. Kyler Gordon. Uh, struggled a little bit, then had a good couple last weeks, and then today kind of stepped back. And then Braxton Jones is another one that, you know, you wanted to see continued growth, but you really haven't seen that development yet. So there's still question marks on these guys right now for me. They haven't proven to me yet that they're going to step in and be stars. Brisker to me is maybe the one that's closest that I feel most comfortable with. But the other guys I'm just I'm just not certain about yet. I agree with you. I agree with that assessment. Rob is in Asheville. Hey, Rob. Hey, guys, love the show. As always, hope you had a great holiday. Uh, a couple of things. Um, I think the, the frustrating thing from a fan today is uh, it's all about fields and the offense. I mean, we all agree the defense kind of didn't expect much. But they say that, it, you know, we're going out there getting the, this good experience. And also, I don't know if you remember the comment a couple of weeks ago, not, not worrying about the rushing record, if it's going to uh, stop us from winning. Yet it feels like sometimes, like on the fourth and three, from the goal, close to goal, most teams would have gone for it knowing your offense. We didn't do that. Later in the game, we're handing the ball off twice. So I think the thing frustrating on that part to me is they say one thing about fields in the offense, and I don't think it's really beneficial. And then back to the GM, you know, James Daniels was a guy before the season who now looks like Conrad Dobler. We didn't want him. 
they weren't crazy about Tevin Jenkins from the other administration. So I guess going forward, I, I'm encouraged about Fields, who was from the last group, but I think they're just saying two different things with them and the way the offense is running. And that's why this was frustrating today. Not really the defense. I didn't expect much more, but I think you guys all talked about that. So I just wanted to give your thoughts. If you felt watching the offense today was, we know the talent's not there in offensive line, but it feels like they say one thing and then they kind of, you know, why is he out there then if you're not going to kind of help them chipping and stuff like that? But anyways, uh, and I want to get your uh, opinion about the James Daniels thing as well. Thank you. Well, I mean, you know, we've talked about the um, the off season and the decisions that they made. They didn't like James Daniels. I'm not sure how the previous administration felt about him. Um, you know, they went in a different direction. He was a very young guy. You know, the thing you have to take into account is – when you make an investment in starts, when you are using someone, you know, that you, you are giving someone the opportunity to get better, and that has to come into the way that you evaluate a player. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. The James Daniels situation, I don't really haven't followed him this year, but yeah. he, he struggled a little bit when he was here, and I, I understood yeah. the, the evaluation of him, so I didn't have a problem with that one. Uh, and I just hope Tevin Jenkins can stay healthy and, and be the player he is when he's out there healthy. All right, great stuff. You know, a terrible result, 41 to uh It's to almost 10. over. It's almost and over. <laughs> there's the good news. Uh, Patrick, are you on this week? You're on Tuesday, right? I'll be on With, Tuesday, yes. Okay, yes. And, uh, and I'll be on tomorrow morning starting at, I believe we're going a half Welcome hour later. Back. I think we're at 6 a.m. Can't wait. Uh, really had a great uh, break. You deserve it. Always feel guilty, buddy. Always nope, want to work. you deserve and, it. Uh, I uh, can't help it. Uh, great stuff. Want to thank uh, Tyler Buderbaugh. Uh, 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 excuse me, Tyler. I butcher your name for a living. Great job it. as always, buddy. <laughs> thank you very much Thanks, for bud. your help. And, uh, and we will be back next week to take you through the final horrors of this crazy 2022. Thank God the, the calendar has turned season. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Make sure stay tuned. Big Ant will be on to, uh, to help you uh, work your way through this game, as we all just did. We can get off the couch now. We've uh, got all of our uh, bad feelings out. Thank you all. Patrick, God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right. See you, buddy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.